0: All right, one, two, three.
1: No, just no.
2: <laughs> there needs to be. There needs to be
1: like, you can't count it like, with so much anticipation. Just give it like, just count it off like you're you're a drummer in a band. Like, maybe there's a rhythm to it.
3: Count it yeah. off like you're in the hold steady. Uh, didn't they go <laughs> like, yeah, like, and a the one and
0: things. two and three, or is it a one two three four? How does it go?
1: Just, just one, two, three, and then we clap on the floor. Like, all right. But dude? Th- just count it off like you're in the Ramones. All right.
0: One, two, three, four. I did four. All right. Perfect. All right. This yeah. is perfect. This <laughs> is all safe now. I think we got it. I think we got <laughs> it. I think it's good now. I think it's good. We're gonna keep all that.
1: I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> ad, ad, keep- <laughs> maybe, maybe let's try one more time. Yeah, okay. maybe except, one more. Except okay. don't count the four. We'll clap on the. We're four. clapping yeah, four. Yeah, on. We'll four. do the clap yeah, on the clap four. Clap okay. on four.
0: All right. Ah, oh, what are the numbers again? I know it starts with one, and then it's two. Uh huh. And is is five the next number? No. Mm-hmm. You know this game. No. Okay. You got right. it. One, two, three.
3: Ooh, there we go. Oh, That's that good. was good.
2: Beautiful. It's kind of
0: like a little echo there
3: a bit. I heard it here, and I heard it in the phone, so it works.
0: It's a little sea break. Like yeah very steve reich Mm -hmm. what's the what's the uh the the um uh steve reich song
3: (laughs) what's that what's that steve reich's those moser i think that uh that number one single
0: oh yeah those moser by uh by steve reich Mm-hmm. Anthony, I just realized we didn't give you any sort of like preview of like what this entire episode of the podcast was going to be on. I want to just let you know that it's it's very fast and it's it's very heavy. Um there's no real uh no real agenda here and nothing established. It's like um, cereal.
3: Have you heard like it's kind of like cereal.
1: It's a little bit like cereal. Like yeah. I, I have I have not heard cereal, so I can't I can't attest. Yeah, I just eat it. Honestly.
3: Yeah. That's about that was- it. <laughs> So good, dude. Good. All right. Yeah, I,
0: sick. <laughs> I just eat it. Um yeah, I just like I just chew it and stuff like that. I just like put it in my mouth or whatever. Yeah.
3: Oops, all berries, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: <laughs> no, that's what I was saying. That's what I was thinking of. The sun, the sun is setting today on another beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Um, we're joined today by the internet's busiest music nerd anthony fantano yo what up what's going on anthony um, fantano
1: there there's like a pandemic and stuff but yeah for some reason music is still coming out all the time so i've been hearing that they're still they're still doing it i got a question <laughs> i want to pose right off the bat mm. is everything that's recorded right now bedroom pop oh shit. i think uh i i think i think it would it would have to be some kind of variation of 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 such yeah know? i'm just personally wondering like how bad how bad would it have to get for there to not be any music to talk about like you know like even like i i think honestly like no matter what happens i feel like my job is pretty set like i feel like even if total apocalypse it's Mad Max style. People are killing each other and there's like water wars and stuff. Like there's mm-hmm. probably still going to be some music to review. Right. You know, even if it's just like well,
2: tribal chants and, uh, you know, army, uh, you know, uh, you know, people are playing taps because so many people are dying. There, there. You will be able to review stuff like that. Well, I, I don't know if you saw the, the, the last uh, Mad
1: Max documentary, but uh, uh, there, there was literally heavy fucking metal in, in that the, the right, guy was yeah. hanging off the car playing guitar. So I mean, yeah. it seems like it's not going to be too much different than I mean, just add, it, just throw a trap beat in there, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, bass boost it. just fucking and, bass boost it, throw us, <laughs> throw an eight oh eight in there, and yeah. call it a day, man.
0: Yeah, It'd be perfect. I I do think that some of the and I've I've just heard from some people who have been prepping for the water wars for a little while and they they mm. all have great ideas so I think the music that's going to come out of that is going to end up being pretty defining for that generation we're gonna we're gonna I mean we're gonna to have to come up with a genre when it happens obviously but I'm excited about it. C punk two maybe
3: yeah I was gonna say second yeah. gen second uh, wave C punk. Second hold, on, on, hold on one second. second there's wave. a
1: there, there's a fire alarm going off where I'm at right now. I need to go check on that really fast. <laughs> oh
3: shit, dude.
2: Jeff, did you DM him your mixtape, dude? Come on.
3: Mm, it was it was a little B mixtape, but I re-edited <laughs> all the tags as my name.
0: Okay. It could also be,
3: but it was it was a flame. That, it was a flame album.
0: It could be some nice. of that early Water Wars music. Honestly, mm-hmm.
3: it was the Red Flame record. The mixtape,
0: though, that's where it's at.
3: Pink Flame is good, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just I a person. He's, right? <laughs> he's canceled
3: He's <laughs> canceled. Lil' B
2: because of the feedfix?
3: Yeah, he's like DMing all these like girls or some shit. I don't know. I hear yeah. I hear all kinds of crazy. Yeah, Lil
2: there is some shit. weird shit. I saw. I don't
3: know. Hopefully I, Lil B didn't start a fire.
0: I always wonder: does Lil B run his Twitter though?
3: That's the thing, um, is I think he does, and I think that's all he really does when he's not doing music. Damn. Well he he would like mass
2: DM people. Yeah. You gotta get to, to a like, point
0: where you don't design into your own apps anymore. You know what I mean? I know. That's yeah. the goal. <laughs> That's the dream. Somebody, else, somebody else doing apps for you.
3: Yeah, I got an intern at control control <laughs> productions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. even fucking touch my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Someone holds it up to me when they see when they think something's funny enough. And yeah. if it is, I laugh. And if it's not, I smack the phone out of their hand. Okay, How is the ba- fire?
1: I was, uh, w- wife was making some mochi in the pan and nice, was, and uh, you know, just uh, just started smoking, getting smoky, dude.
3: So I know good. all about that. I was smoking before we started the podcast, so very smoky in here. <laughs> <laughs> no fire alarm, but yeah,
2: <laughs> nice, dude. I remember
0: when I was in high school, I got so worried that if I smoked weed in the house, it would like set the fire alarm off, and uh. I'd have to explain why there was a fire in the bedroom. Right. Yeah, You're it was like, pretty tough.
3: <laughs> you immediately were like, I'm sorry, I'm doing drugs. <laughs>
0: that's why I'm ready for the water wars. And right. So I think it's going to be a lot like that.
1: Yeah, how did how did that discussion go while I was gone? Was, do you guys have a plan for the water wars and everything?
3: Well, I, we started talking about Lil B for a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean when the water wars hit, he'll probably come out ahead. I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, he seems, to, I don't know, he seems to evade uh, uh, his own cancellation. Uh, so I'm sure he could evade bigger problems than that as well. He's
3: going to be like <laughs> like soliciting like mermaid, mermaid tales on Twitter <laughs> mm, from mm. underage mermaids.
1: I mean, the water wars are going to be bad, but are you guys ready for the fucking pussy wars? Like, Yo. have you, have you guys, have, like once this whole apocalypse thing goes down, do you know how much you guys are going to have to simp? Just
2: to like I know.
3: Well, get a kiss every, on the I mean, cheek. you're gonna have to simp have like to crazy. We There's, have a podcast.
2: <laughs> There's a um a saturation of simp's on Twitter already.
3: So yeah. I, I'd wait. Like on. shit I th- is I th- already. I thought, I thought,
2: I thought people who had podcasts
1: are just like good. <laughs> you <laughs> <Yeah>. thought
3: wrong, <laughs> right?
1: Well, I mean, it's like Joe Rogan. Like he's got a podcast. Oh yeah. Um, well, that guy's just
3: a genius. So. <laughs>
1: Uh, 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 chap, uh, trapo, uh, uh, chap house. They Uh, probably probably kiss some girls.
2: Yeah, that's that Fetty Fetty Wap podcast, right? And uh, the the one the one pod
1: there's one podcast that has that literally has come in the name. So
2: they're 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 they're
0: getting something. Yeah, something's got to be going on there. They got a Mm -hmm. head start, I think.
3: I've been recording from my girlfriend's apartment in Greenpoint and Jacob has been pointing out, um, that all of those other podcasts record in Greenpoint and that this is the podcast capital of the world. Ooh. I don't yeah, know. It is that.
1: You'd figure the podcast. cat would have better fucking internet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, it's cuz all the bandwidth
2: is taken up by all the better podcasts, you know. They, well yeah, they're lobbying the yes, yeah, so. of internet companies for higher <laughs> Wi-Fi. They get yeah, a
1: Trapo has a um, a whole uh, a whole uh, like mainframe of a you know, server. like com- yeah. like a whole com- like 20 20 computer towers, you know, just yeah. like just like 20 towers right. that um, Just petabytes...
3: When you go to record that show, you're actually it's like the matrix they just plug into the back of your fucking head. Yeah. Exactly. They, actually,
1: they they use their Patreon money. They they give it to Andrew Cuomo so that he takes a bunch of New York City's water supply and then he routes it into the server room to keep the servers cool. Right.
2: They cool the their it's true blazing hot servers and their CPUs. <laughs> Which uh, is actually
1: going to be the start of the water wars. It's going right. to be us. <laughs> The first thing
2: we'll, we'll have to break into their server room and drink all their water so they yeah, won't have so any water will, left.
1: Well, societally, we'll have to make a choice do we want to keep listening to the trapo uh chop cast? <laughs> <Chopcast.
3: laughs> it's such a good name, the Choppy yeah. Cop chop. chop. <laughs>
2: um <laughs> jeff can you sit closer to your router please dude i'm
1: literally right <laughs> next to
3: it, it it's literally it's so up the fucking up. ass
1: right now but yeah up, so, societally do we want to keep listening to the uh the trapo chop or do we want to mm-hmm. drink water
2: i know and listen you know we've all seen urine town you know where you have to pay money to pee um <laughs> is that a thing (laughs) it is it's a it's a musical uh where (laughs) society is so corrupt that you have to pay money to go to the bathroom Mm, which i mean there are people who are willing to do that anyway now but um Mm. for different reasons but I, i don't know i mean if everything's privatized and you know patreon is uh pulling in billions of dollars per person for all these podcasts i don't know it's we're gonna have to do something about that. Some there's
0: got to be a plan. Napster too, dude. I think that we'll see in the water wars. The people who aren't afraid to just pee on the street are gonna probably come out ahead. Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah, the people who are like, I gotta go to a facility. I mean, they're they're broken as it is. It's when you can when you can just go anywhere. You've you've like you've channeled yourself towards some sort of like higher freedom. Well, I dude, guess. I
3: don't know if you've fucking been outside at all. Yeah. In the past couple months, but the streets are empty. You could piss anywhere you fucking want, man.
2: (laughs) That's true. We should start practicing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Pee practice after this one.
2: You guys want to meet up and pee together? Six feet apart. Six feet
3: away. (laughs) Six feet away from each other.
2: Just make sure you don't cross the streams. Yeah. No, of course. And that is how the virus spreads. Um, so we would never do that. Yeah, it can
3: go up. It's like lightning, you know? (laughs)
2: It swims really fast up the stream. It's like
3: liquid is a conductor yeah, of right. coronavirus. Mm. Just mm-hmm. going to be fucked up during the water wars. I tell you what, you know. Yeah, well, I once agree. there's
1: a water war, there's going to be a lot less pee to go around, anyway. So, you
2: it's know, true. I mean, that's well. That's what I just I just had that thought. You know, we're talking about peeing in the street and how fun and sexy that is. But when the water wars happens, we're going to want to be saving it. You know, yeah. because like there's not going to be that much water to drink. You can just You're like, boil what it. What else are
0: you going to drink? Because if you boil the pee, you catch it in a receptacle. You got water. There you it's go. true. I yeah. heard
3: that. I saw that on a YouTube video.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of YouTube, we got Anthony Fantano on the podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome, Anthony. Welcome, Anthony hey, Fantano. Thank-
1: this is the first time on a podcast or any show I've been introduced twice. So this is actually quite <laughs> the honor
0: we're going to probably do it a third time just out of like, it's, it's kind of become a tradition at this point. It's, it's just gonna, good gonna, to like it's introduce gonna a third again. time, Cause sometimes Please. people will start the podcast in like the middle or like the end or they'll listen to it backwards. Um, yeah, we do.
3: We're kind of like, um, you've seen those vinyl records where like you put it on the record at a different point and It has a different song. It's like hidden tracks in between. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. You just jump in any point and you know who the guest is.
1: Mm-hmm. I know that. Absolutely. Um, A friend of mine back in the day had a a really cool Monty Python record, and Mm -hmm. um, the novelty for the album was that uh, it had two grooves running parallel to each other, Mm. and on the record itself, there was no marking at all. Like telling you that on one side it was that way <laughs> so that you could start it and be listening to the sketches that are actually listed on the LP or you could start it at one point and then all of a sudden it's a totally different sketch that was not sort of like listed to be on the album at all <laughs> That's um, right. and you know just sort of you know and and it was funny the first time I I had watched him listen to it and he put it on he was going absolutely fucking insane and um he was like this this makes no sense this makes no sense at all and uh i and it was funny because i didn't know what was confusing at the time so it was really like just like watching somebody totally lose lose their marbles in front of you and i thought i was gonna have to call nine one one.
3: these are the antics that monty python and andy kaufman push on people and this is you know it's causing damage like you know people Famous are Python, they're losing their minds you know and they're, they're gaslighting them.
1: of Monty
0: yeah, i mean
3: I,
1: th- I think it was really brave of them to go out on a limb and like troll people in that way knowing that at the end of it they weren't going to get any likes or retweets out of it you know what i mean <laughs> that's so, <laughs> yeah, what's like, the point you, there I was no cell that. phone back then <laughs> what is the fucking point like if you're not going to get a like i mean jeez yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, they didn't even know what simps were. Like, nobody like, liked it then. They didn't that know was... they didn't know <laughs> simps,
1: cucks, betas. They didn't have any of that stuff. I know. They didn't,
2: they didn't even, even know, know what baby. podcasts were. They no. didn't have to deal with any podcast drama on Twitter because not, none of yeah. those things existed. No host how much fan. podcast
1: how much podcast drama are you guys involved in?
3: We're, we're uh, avoided.
2: we've avoided controversy so far. Oh, um okay. Yeah,
3: I don't think we're for all the things uh that I say, Aaron is pretty good at editing, so we uh <laughs> we don't seem to have any issues. Got it.
2: Got it. <laughs> yeah, we we tend to record four hours, so we can cut it down to about forty five minutes because Jeff yeah, uh, is, it's usually just know.
3: like hate speech r- rants. You know, I just go <laughs> Got it. I go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> There it was that one time. Out.
0: <laughs> this part that I... no, dude. We're going to amplify it. It's going to be a like, uh, plus plus yeah. sixty
3: dB. It's just, like, that <laughs> stretched out the, for base an Base boost it. Yeah, we're to base boost this
2: next part.
3: Dan's fucked up, guys. I agree. Just want to clarify. I don't hate anybody. That's, that's
2: true, Jeff. I don't think Jeff hates anybody. That's true.
3: Well, you, you know, with, you know, general exceptions, there are people that just suck for no reason.
0: Right. There was that one time on the first episode where you said that all cops should kill themselves. And while we all agreed, we had to take it <laughs> off because
3: oh yeah, because I got I would, it, out.
0: it would mess out. It would probably mess up our Apple podcast, right? Yeah. They, 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 I don't know if out. they would
2: have approved it, even though it yeah. is true. Yeah. And it was, it was come
0: come kind of, fresh, new and noteworthy. <laughs> it was new and noteworthy back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true.
1: Well, uh, well I, I'll say that, uh, I'll surrender that, uh, Uh, while, you know, it's, it's cool that you guys have been able to, uh, to avoid podcast drama for someone who just reviews music. I I keep getting myself into like YouTube drama.
3: What's the new drama?
1: The the new dramas I'm, I'm beefing with this guy named the quartering. Okay. About. Well, his claim to fame is several things, but I guess, uh, One time he was, like, harassing or creeping on, like, some cosplayers at a Magic the Gathering thing, and then he got, like, kicked out. And it might have been the same one, but he was also apparently, like, beat up at that Magic the Gathering thing. So just, like, imagine, like, being beat up by a bunch of, like, magic nerds. By,
3: like, magic nerds or security?
1: No, like, magic nerds. Oh, I think I think it's magic nerds beating the ever living daylights out of you.
3: The thing is, is I think with magic, if they have more like mana points, then they're stronger. So right, they yeah. had to
2: they had to tip their cards before they threw a punch. It's mm-hmm. all about whatever they got in the deck. I would yeah, think people would want
0: to start more drama now because everyone's kind of bored. You know what I mean? I would. I I was hoping that at least like maybe like beautiful day in the gulch or like beef, beef lettuce or something like wanted to start a fight with us. We should start a fake yet. fight. We I feel like we're too friendly fight.
3: with with a lot of those people. Mm-hmm. That's true. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll start something up.
1: I think there's definitely, I think there's definitely a case of that. Like people are maybe getting a bit madder when a review is like a little more negative than mm-hmm. I think they they would have liked. But um, yeah, this guy's just like really annoying, and he's one of the laziest, most useless YouTubers I've ever seen in my life. Like all of his content is basically like, does this children's Cartoon franchise? Is it going woke? Will it go broke? <laughs> and then he just like will rant for like 15 minutes in a video pointlessly about how I don't know. Um, uh, some cartoon that's meant to appeal to like preteens or whatever. Like, does it have some kind of weird SJW hidden agenda or something? Right. That's, that's basically like 90% of his content. Um, and he's, he's kind of a dick and all of his fans are dicks. And I just figured like I would tease him a little bit and just kind of like give him a bit of a, you know, a, um, a flashback to his middle school days and just bully him. But like through the internet (laughs) and you know, (laughs) Just like just like commenting on his appearance, which I mean, look, nothing I said to the guy couldn't be fixed with, like, a fucking long shower and a bar of soap, you know right. what I mean? Sure, like, right. I'm, I'm not making fun of the guy's race or, like, the, the way his uh, eyes look or whatever like that, you know. He just doesn't look like he grooms, you know, so yeah, sure, right. I, I'm, I'm just making fun of how greasy and weird he looks, and uh, part of the reason that that is is that he is, uh, you know, pretty brazen despite him looking like a fucking thumb with a beard and, a, you know, and, and balding hair. Uh, you know, whenever he's talking about like i don't know some person that he doesn't like or especially a woman uh th- th- there's this streamer that i just learned about yesterday through him and through a weird viral clip named pokey main and um mm. it was funny when i made fun of him his first response was like the needle drop is such a loser he has to resort to commenting on people's appearances and like, and and he said some tough shit about me coming on his stream or whatever. And I sort of like peeped his stream because I guess he was like streaming at the time that he said it. And like the, one of the first things he said was like, Oh, and shout out to Twitch streamer, Pokemane, who uh, wears so much makeup, but it only makes her look like a seven out of 10 at best. And it's like, okay, okay dude, like <laughs> Sick, dude. fuck Damn. you, dude. It's like, that's not even a sick bird. Uh And like, obviously you're kind of a hypocrite. You're kind of a dick. And all I'm doing is just dishing out that energy back at you. And, uh, you know, just just jabbing at you a little bit and just kind of making fun of the fact that your content is boring and lazy and consumed by total fucking numb nuts. Mm -hmm. uh, And and every single time, like I comment on anything this guy does, there's weird, like, I I get some weird crypto, like Nazi responses here and there. Like Uh, one of the more... Uh, engaged dudes who kept like tweeting at me over and over and over. Kept putting my name in parentheses and was oh. like, come out with your Jewish heritage, Fantano. Oh, come no. out with your Jewish heritage now. <laughs> God. Damn.
3: Damn.
1: Wow. Okay. Does, <laughs> is this guy,
3: does he have like a following? Of
1: uh, The quartering? Yeah, he, he has almost a million subscribers on YouTube, like, like oh, in wow. the seven, like in the 700 K range, um, you know, he, but he doesn't have like any and he gets like a lot of views, like not nearly uh, not as many views as like uh, both of my channels put together. But part of the reason that he does is like tons of videos that he puts out are like about Marvel. And it's like, Oh, the new Marvel movie is like, you know, the director's quitting or like, Oh no, somebody who works on the new Marvel movies in SJW, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. So Whatever's it's like,
3: trending. He just does. A yeah, video exactly. It. So yeah. like, it's like
1: uh, these like, you know, really big comic book movie franchises. Like he's just trolling any big video game franchise or movie franchise or whatever, uh, you know, all to the get the traffic, cool stuff, you know, yeah, all the cool stuff, which all I mean, cool you know, stuff. Stuff. You, you talk about relevant things on YouTube. I do it with music, but when I'm doing it, I'm actually trying to give legitimate criticism and commentary. You know, the, the substance of my review is like, pff, guys, I mean, I don't know. Is Drake going kind of SJW on this right now? <laughs> I mean, just look at this like, lyric over here. Just
3: potential kicking ideas around for the next big, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> you know he did say that he was running back in
0: the day he said he was running through the six with his woes instead of hoes mm-hmm. which i think he was mm-hmm. really
1: kind of trying to clean up his act there it's pretty easy to mm-hmm. see yeah he was yeah. trying to uh absolve himself of his toxic masculinity obviously um which uh i mean uh, good call i should have uh, called him out for being a sjw beta cuck simp when he uh when he said that in the review yeah um, i mean why
3: else would he send all those text messages time. to all those young girls you know <laughs>
1: That, if that, he wasn't a true. simp, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Jesus
3: Christ.
1: I
0: don't know.
3: <laughs> all, all I have to say about Drake is my ringtone is still Hotline Ring remix. Hotline uh-huh. Ring, dude? Hotline,
0: ring. <laughs> hotline ring. ring? Hotline
3: Ring. Well, it's a, it's a ringtone.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's not official. True. It's not so official.
3: It's the like hot, it
1: Hotline enough. Ring remix.
0: Hotline mm-hmm. Ring
3: r- marimba remix. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, Mom, we- can we get Hotline Bling? We have Hotline Ring at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like
3: six years or something. Yeah,
1: <laughs> God, has it been? I don't think it's been that long. It's been it's six
3: been years since Hotline Bling. It has to be. It has to be because I've lived in New York for like six years, and I feel like that shit came out right. Twenty fifteen.
2: So five years. Five I lived here years. in two
3: thousand fourteen. All right, so it was like right around when I got here. That makes that's
2: sense. still a like
0: long time.
3: It's a long time to have a ring. There's gonna be
0: in, let's just say in like about two years, there's gonna be nostalgia videos on TikTok by like kids in high school that are like, remember back when like the class of 2015 oh. had like Hotline <laughs> Bling to listen to, a
2: prom. Oh, I wish I could have gone to a <laughs> dance, like, my, my look- eighth grade dance and hotline bling was playing when I walked in. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that would have been meme. crazy. It's
3: it's ancient. It's Drake. <laughs> it's like the yes and no. <laughs> it's ancient. It's one of the first memes ever.
0: Yeah, I think. I think there's definitely a uh I guess YouTube's like a an odd place cuz it's so like algorithmic too so it kind of breeds dudes like that when you
2: think about it. Like It does. I mean, if you can open up whatever fucking uh, you know, pop culture website uh you follow, pick a couple headlines and rant for 30 minutes about them and then make a catchy title, you can get pretty far on YouTube. <laughs> yeah like th- it'll push you into the recommended videos and shit um, yeah it's
1: it's essentially true. I mean, there are certainly exceptions to the rule, and also right. like the way YouTube works algorithmically is not that different than how a lot of uh, social media platforms you know uh, mm-hmm, uh, work. for sure it's it's pretty funny um how on twitter uh for a little bit, I needed to stop engaging in or stop following or stop liking or stop reacting to so much of the political content in my feed. Because whenever I would go in my feed, despite having followed thousands of music accounts and, uh, and, and artists and, and labels, like I was literally seeing no music in my feed at all. Mm -hmm. But then when I started unfollowing the accounts, I started seeing more music and it's, and it's like, why am I not seeing this shit? You're not giving this shit to me chronologically. Fuck you, Twitter.
2: Jesus Christ. Um, did, well did you see uh, Twitter's new feature is that they're letting you limit who can reply to your tweets oh did like, you see that so you can make it so like only people in terms of
1: specific people or
2: I think there's different like options a so, like, list or something? you can yeah you Ooh. can make it so it's only people who follow you can reply or only people who you added in the tweet can reply and stuff like that I think there's like different options for it people following you would be good do yeah, you think like these social over. platforms?
3: They they just keep like mixing shit up like more frequently now because everyone's at home on them all the time. They're like got to change it even faster.
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I I mean. They do that pretty often anyway. Like they they beta test stuff pretty constantly, I would say. There's 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 always gonna be two or three different like versions of an app or even not even a version, but just like every other person's gonna have a different set of new testing features activated and they just see how people use them and they analyze the data and then they they decide whether it's like something that they want to like roll out officially or not. So I don't know. What I don't like about a lot of these platforms is just how
1: easy it is to uh, fall into a like a just a rabbit hole with a lot of shit which i yeah. i don't think is like necessarily the best for some people um, totally certainly there are people and and uh, who mentally are kind of prepared for that to be able to dig yourself out of such a thing mm-hmm. um, even if it's as simple even if it's as harmless as like uh, like for example i recently started watching this really killer youtube channel called a uh, two set violin and mm-hmm. it's these two kids who are just Classical music students and violinists, and uh, but but they're, they're also, yeah, they got good senses of humor and they're memers. And whoever the fuck edits their videos just like throws in tons of like close ups and you know, and like you know, sure. fire mm-hmm. emojis and shit. So, uh, so, so it's it's a little zany, mm-hmm. and um, they just do a lot of funny commentary on other people's performances and will react to things like ridiculous shit, such as uh, people claiming they're like the fastest violin in violinist in the planet. Mm-hmm. And then they're playing flight of the bumblebee in under 30 seconds. But the irony <laughs> is that you can't hear not a single one of the fucking notes that they're playing. Yeah, like it just right. sounds
3: like, <laughs> um,
1: and ever since I've been watching, like some of their videos, I see nothing but their fucking videos getting recommended to me. And on top of that, just other classical videos, which I mean, I'm a total classic music fucking dope uh, I would right. say that's probably my biggest musical blind spot. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's been cool to kind of immerse myself in that, but I do sort of miss the 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 regular normal mix of things that i used to get prior to just being like yeah i'm gonna click on a couple of fucking classical things yeah um and now i'm just like being inundated with like classical everything and i just wanted to stop
2: you find i found myself watching uh dragon's den clips for like Mm. hours because i watched (laughs) one and then it kept recommending them, and I just was like, I'd never actually even watched the show before, but here I, I've watched like a hundred of these clips over the past week. And you know, it's true. Like like once you click on one thing, they really force force it, feed it to you, uh, and you're kind of expected to just like keep. And they do it because they, yeah, they know it works. Yeah, it fucking works. Yeah. Have you found that you've had to tailor your own like videos in certain ways that you wouldn't have otherwise done? What, what, like over the course of like you making your own reviews, like based on how YouTube has changed? Um, no, I, I haven't really had to tailor my videos
1: much in terms of how YouTube has changed its algorithm and stuff. Um, funnily enough, just kind of as is my content seems to work and function Mm -hmm. on the platform. I think by virtue of just having clean, simple thumbnails, straightforward titles, and also just, uh, by the nature of reviewing new music, always being sort of at the forefront of, of, you know, like a a relevant cultural conversation around a certain thing that people may be searching in mass. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think by virtue of all of that, um, what I'm doing just kind of functions to the benefit of the platform. Also that um, I'm always coming out with content as well which is mm-hmm. also beneficial. And and on top of it, uh, the powers that be at the platform have just kind of deemed and insensibly so have, have deemed my videos is just not very controversial. You know, and unfortunately sure. there are a lot of content creators who over the years their shit's been taken down, their stuff has been demonetized. They have essentially been, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. deemed as being not worthy to have advertisements on their videos, uh, some of whose content, I mean, you know, really good content creators who might just work in the political sphere and Mm -hmm. uh, because you're doing a video that is like objectively factual reporting on something like I don't know uh, a policy that just passed through Congress or a policy Trump signed or something because Trump is in the name of your title like you know you you may be deemed unworthy to Mm. uh, have have an ad on your video because it's too controversial somebody could be saying something crazy in the moment that the that an advertisement runs on that and somebody puts it up on Twitter and says hey did you know you're uh, running a a coke ad Hey coke did you know that uh you're running an ad on a video from some guy who says that he wants to suck donald trump's dick um <laughs> you know and he describes it in great detail of just like what uh-huh. he's going to do with donald trump's dick in his mouth in the, uh, and, and the balls too <laughs> coca-cola know,
3: the, the, doesn't go for that <laughs> that's
1: yeah, that's what i'm saying that's <laughs> i thought that
0: was the last that's, the that's, that is not coca-cola's <laughs> vibe as soon as as soon as they touch the balls coca-cola was like absolutely
2: not Don <laughs> Draper. Yeah, well, that's the famous last scene of Mad Men, where Don Draper's reaching uh, to touch it for to touch the balls, and then right before he touches the balls, it cuts the black, and then it's it's like the Sopranos ending. You know, you don't know if he touches. Whoa! The balls oh yeah, spoilers.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Double sorry, spoilers. I spoiled. I just spoiled Mad Men for everybody. We spoiled two shows for everybody <laughs> and <laughs> one sentence.
0: Mm. I think uh something that's really interesting especially when we're talking about the tailoring thing I feel like so I've been watching your videos Anthony I think since like 2012 I would probably say and like it's still the format's still exactly the same like nothing's really changed on like how they're delivered it's almost like right. it's it's been so long running now it's it's almost like nostalgic to like watch a new review you do cuz it's like the same it's like so familiar almost you know what I mean it's very much like Still following the same kind of like structure and rubric that's been going on for such a long time
1: yeah i mean it's it's changed in very 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 slight ways over the years, yeah, and, and that's it because i mean i I think i I think consistency is is pretty key because uh not only does it keep people engaged because when people see your videos for the first time uh, and, and they run across your channel and dig deeper and they see that you have an actual, like an entire catalog and everything. So it's like, okay, this person's not just a fly by night person. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not just signing on for one review or this isn't just some random person who uploaded a video six months ago and they haven't uploaded since this person's a uh, doing this on a regular basis. I can expect their content on a regular basis. And on top of that, you know, you, you want someone, who's going back and watching a video from, like, six years ago because, uh, you know, I could do a Drake review of his new thing and then all of a sudden, like, the next shit that's going to get recommended to you is my first Drake review or my second Drake review or my third Drake review. And and you don't want it to be like, Hey guys, this is my first time on YouTube and sorry, <laughs> I haven't uploaded in a while and blah, 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 blah. It's yeah. like, you know, nobody gives a fuck about any of that shit. You know, it's just, yeah. just get straight to the fucking point so that every album, every video feels the same so yeah. that uh, uh, it, it doesn't matter what year the, the review is coming from. It's just all kind of the consistent vibe.
3: It's branding, you know, it's like, you want like people to know they think of your show and they know exactly like where everything is and like how you do it, you know, consistent. It's like, you know, it's like doing a TV show.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would, I would like the reviews to what, I mean, as, as far as stuff that is a bit more reactive to, you know, the current time and commenting on that, or is a bit more like, you know, newsy or current events type shit or something where I might, you know, Uh, Not worry so much about keeping that type of consistent composure. You know, that's, that's where I kind of do my thing on the Fantano channel. Um, But on the needle drop channel, uh, I'm mostly just trying to make a video that in a way is like a bit of a time capsule. It's like a document Mm -hmm. of just my opinion and my thoughts in that time. And pretty much that's it. You know, my opinions and my thoughts are uh, uh open to changing over time and over the years. And that's fine. You know, it doesn't mean that that review needs to go in the garbage or anything. Uh, mm-hmm. I personally just, you know, think it's interesting. Um, And it hasn't happened too many times, but when it does, I think it's interesting uh, uh, to have at least a document of like, Oh wow, that's crazy that I felt like that way at that time about a certain thing. And now this is like changed for me in, in a significant way, or at least even a slight way. But, um, sure. but still, you know, I, I want each review to kind of be its own, Standalone thing that you don't need to have watched all my other reviews or have even to even to listen to every single one of the artists albums in question um, to, you know, get what I'm getting at and understand where I'm coming from. Uh, I'm just trying to be as direct and as general as possible so that as, as many people as, as possible can kind of get in on the conversation and react to what I'm saying, honestly and authentically in terms of agreement or disagreement i mean you're always going to run across people who feel like you're talking over their head a little bit because uh your average person who is just getting into music or music reviews might not know what the fuck i'm referring to and and sometimes i get you know emails about this what are you talking about when you say production what are you talking about when you say compression when you say song structure what is a song structure you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that um there's always going to be people like that, but uh, th- that information is very readily accessible. If you really are curious as to what the fuck compression is, just Google it. You know, I'm not saying anything right. that you couldn't learn in a thirty second Google search. This is, um,
3: but this is a like a empty market for you, kind of. You can make <laughs> Anthony Fantano the source, or uh, like a a language key for people, and then you can sell them physical copies (laughs) and then everyone will know you're like you know there'll be like little asterisks in the video where it's like go to page 37
1: i've gotten so many fucking book offers (laughs) i've got so many i'm not even joking i've got so many book offers but i i don't even i don't even have have the time i don't have the time i don't have the time i don't have the will i don't have the desire maybe when i quit or i don't care anymore or uh, for whatever reason, the the amount of trees that would die as as a result of printing that piece of shit that I write, uh, that if that doesn't weigh on my psyche, um, or if there's like some kind of like you know like cum based paper product mm-hmm. invented right. in the future where we can just like cum our way into like a full a full you know two hundred page book uh-huh. without having to you know hurt anybody or exploit anyone's like you know like balls. Right uh, to to make it happen. You just leave, like an al- like
3: an album of the day thumbnail calendar, and it's just like every thumbnail from all the videos, and Absolutely. every every day is an album, <laughs> and you just put that shit on a fucking website, man. Sell million. You know, I'll buy like four.
2: Well, just,
1: I've got I've got so the book busy, offers, Jeff. but I just, I just haven't had the. The, the, the passion of the will to sort of put, put that kind of thing together. It is daunting and it would be like a huge sacrifice in terms of just like my regular day to day content creation. But I, I suppose it's, it's also like really, um, it is, I suppose really, uh, 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 it, it does seem like a huge challenge. You know, it's, it's one yeah. thing to make a video that people will be able to watch for years for free at their own leisure. Casually. It's another thing to be like, the, the, this is literal. This, this is in a fucking book.
3: This is gospel. <laughs> yes. this, right. is, this, this is this printed. Is t-
1: and this, and this will be my first book. So this will be the tome of Fantano. Yes. Um, well, yeah, exactly. When, when you
3: write the book, then you can start a, a third YouTube channel. That's just like literary mm. world shit. <laughs> Like literary reviews.
1: Maybe I can take the pressure off by just like coming out with like a really bullshit philosophy based coffee table book for the first time around Mm -hmm. and call it The the Tao of Fantano.
3: I was
2: going to say, oh,
3: (laughs) yeah. I was going to say there could be a coffee table book, just pictures, you know. A lot of people's
0: coffee tables are empty right now. They ran out of coffee and they don't want to go to the grocery store. So there's no better time to just go ahead and slap a book on it. Right. Right. That's what I'm trying to do. True. True.
2: It, it, the other question is, you know, you you work in a video medium and like what and I guess I, I would be curious if you've given it any thought, like if you did decide to do a book, what would you want to do that would be more effective to do in print than like a video?
1: I have no idea, really, honestly. I mean, right now, what I'm planning on or what is happening for me for the near future um, is that. I am, uh, I I have recently inked and I will be uh, a a very lucrative deal with the Twitch platform and I am, I will be joining Twitch. I'll become a Twitcher very soon. I'll be Twitching online with the best of them. And, um, you know, this will involve a lot of promotion from the platform itself and everything. And I'll be doing new music Friday streams where we're just talking about and reacting to new releases and, and hopefully getting some, uh, you know, some interviews in there too uh, mm-hmm. from some people uh, who are friends of the show and stuff and artists and all that. But uh, you know, ultimately one day I'd, I just want to be on a big, dumb, fluffy couch, like Zane low and just like throwing softball questions at Kendrick Lamar about just like, you know, it's like, what's like, you know, what's, what's your favorite, like, spice right now man like what are you cooking (laughs) with you know what i mean like that's 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 what i want to do you know that's where i want to be what are
2: you drinking right now dude exactly (laughs) Exactly. where did you get that (laughs) like i just want
1: i just want spotify or apple music or somebody to just like shove a two million dollar check up my ass and then Mm. just i could just ask jay-z the dumbest questions in the world and just let me let me do that
3: this podcast is on both those platforms so maybe they'll hear someone there will hear it
1: someone there will hear it
3: (laughs) Someone will hear run, it, and they're going to be like, "Damn, we should have been should have been on this sooner." Someone's going to get fired because they didn't know.
1: But but still, you know, I've I've gotten lots of offers, book offers. I've gotten television production offers. Right. One of one of them was, and and I I could not do this because just the idea was too insane. One of them was to, uh, and I don't know where they would find these people, but one of them was to happen into the, the midst of a production of an album and basically almost like Robert Irvine, take it over and renovate it. Like it's a fucking restaurant and (laughs) just basically like, you know, uh, fascistically dictate, like all the goings on on the album and uh, and and, uh, and hope and hopefully, <laughs> at end, like, ho- hopefully at the end like hopefully at the album exactly exactly maybe even yell at people like Gordon Ramsay during the whole process yeah you know I mean? yeah and, the, and that then would hopefully be fucking awesome <laughs> hopefully at the end of it the album ends up better like I, I really don't know like how it would go down what would happen like how it like how scripted would it have to be you know what I mean like, right for me to just be like yelling at musicians
2: and just like you know you, sla- you'd have to slam slam in the slamming microphones for your yeah you're you, you throwing Th- throwing SM fifty sevens across the room, exactly, and just like grabbing the
1: mixing board and just like put some fucking treble on that. Take yeah. that filter off, asshole.
3: You know, um, <laughs> turn
2: the mids down. Turn the mids down.
3: So it's like a, a punked kind of, but exactly. But they exactly. really finished the record.
1: <laughs> but but they finished the record, and I'm just like, what if, what if the album ends up like total shit? You know, right? <laughs> yeah. The album ends up total dog shit. Uh, but but either way. <laughs>
3: they actually the interventionist guy in some kind of monster that's that was why he was there and that's why that album turned out that way
1: yes yes well, <laughs> it could also be you know imagine what it would have been if I wasn't there you know would have been 10 times 10 times worse It's true but, um, but but I that that idea was pitched to me and I was like this this is crazy this mm-hmm. is crazy to me <laughs>
3: But, who who pitched that? Where was that supposed to be? Was I, that just like I, I online? Can't, I can't say. It. I can't know.
1: <laughs> it was it was for a, a literal television production company that works for mm-hmm. some big channels. And um, again, I've gotten other pitches too. I had I had just one this past Monday for an idea that, that was not nearly as crazy. Uh, you know, certainly not worth like you know having a giggle over or anything. But uh, but still, um, but but I I really haven't been offered anything or have seen anything that just kind of shakes me out of doing what I do right now because honestly like what I what I enjoy doing is kind of being a part of a greater conversation about music and just um you know be, being a part of the, the this community of people who's just passionate about this thing and just being a part of that dialogue being a part of that back and forth um I like that and on top of that um I'm making you know, a, a good living doing what I'm doing currently. And, you know, and, and the Twitch thing that I'm about to do will make it even better. I don't need to, you know, be like, please put me on a TV show. I need to be on TV or else I'm not going to be able to pay my bills, you know, which uh, right. uh, is, is a fortunate position to be in. I know that there are a lot of people out there who uh, do hosting jobs and do hosting work and, um, that sort of thing. And, and it's tough for them right now. And I'm just, uh, you know, I feel fortunate to just be able to be doing my own thing, be totally in control of it. Um, you know, as the needle drop was taking off, there was a point where somebody in, and, and this is like, you know, maybe around the point where I had under, or maybe just over a hundred thousand subscribers, uh, uh, this outlet had offered me like 60 grand a year to move to New York and do what I was doing, but just do it for them.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, um,
1: right. And at the time, while I was not making that much money, uh, I was just like, nah, I, I feel like I'd rather just like have this, you know, because I don't, mm-hmm. maybe it'll make more money in the future, but I feel like even if it doesn't, I'll be able to sleep better at night knowing that it's mine. Then right. you're not it, beholden it, to anyone else. Yeah. You know, I'm not beholden to anyone else and no, and nobody else owns it.
3: Yeah. Right. If, they, if they want to pay you to do it, you're doing something right. You know?
1: For sure. Yeah. That's that. And that's another thing, you know, like, uh, uh, that, that was probably an idea that, that ran across my mind around that time too. Um, because I, I certainly saw the potential in what I was doing, having gained that many subscribers. So th- there was no reason to, uh, uh, to sell it out at that point, you know,
0: for sure. And now I think there's like very much like your channel ends up like inspiring all these, like very, almost like viral things that happen with musicians. Like I think a lot about like death grips, for example, I think that so much of like the death grips, like shit posting that happens online is kind of a result of so many people finding out about them from the needle drop or Mm -hmm. like other things like it. You know what I mean? It's like, there's so many artists like that, that I think you've kind of turned tons of people onto and it ends up kind of becoming like this like viral train or something that's uh, it's a lot of it's it's a lot of influence you know what I'm
1: saying yeah the internet in terms of like where people get turned on to things is such a fucking mosh pit it's it's really hard to attribute it to any one thing but uh, you know I I do hear that comment enough to where it, it, it does seem pretty feasible that oh man nobody would know about them if it wasn't for you or you're the only person I heard about them from um, and I, I suppose recently one of the biggest, uh, um, I guess indicators that I've been seeing lately, uh, through all these streaming platforms is that when it comes to an artist that I know, like I have a huge crossover with, because obviously I've reviewed them positively and which I do to a lot of artists, but I reviewed them positively and, on top of that, my audience has taken with them like really hard. There are some records mm-hmm. that I'll give an eight out of 10 and people say, okay, fine. You know, a new Natalia La Forcade record is an example. Love that album. It's a great mix of Mexican folk and mariachi and a whole host of other things, but th- that's not what a great deal of my audience wants to listen to or listens to.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but if it's some like, you know, pop rap album with a zany angle and everyone's got a lot of character and you know, Brock Hampton type of thing. Yeah. Uh, You know, they'll go nuts for it because that's the zeitgeist right now. You know what I mean? Um, But uh, you know, when you go on Spotify and you see these artists that my audience are like super taken with, you see five or six other more obscure artists that I have also reviewed very positively, like showing up in the uh, uh, the recommended bar, or even artists that I've reviewed negatively, and fans of mine are listening to them just for like a fucking laugh, like Corey Feldman. Um, You know, when you go to the Corey Feldman Spotify page, they're recommending to you Death Grips, they're recommending to you like Shoo Shoo, (laughs) they're recommending Mm -hmm. Swans to you, like check (laughs) out these similar artists artists have you heard <laughs> swans they're quite a bit like Corey feldman right now yeah. because everybody who's listening to Corey feldman is listening to swans too right
0: um, but, you know,
3: she has so many collabs they've collabed with Corey feldman like three or four times that's uh, true you know? there's
0: such a there's very much a an effect um especially especially on like the spotify related artists i've seen that before where i like find like that one i think like even like Cal Chuchesta like early in the day, like had like Shushu and swans is like the related artists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and and
1: that's the other thing. Like Cal, Cal will be recommended with, with yeah. certain artists at certain times based on like, have I come out with a new song? Have I just reviewed a certain artist around the time I came out with a song or have I reviewed a song or an artist that is like hitting really hard? And uh, I think it was, um, uh, it, 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 I came out with a new cow song around the same time that I think, uh, uh, Childish Gambino dropped "This Is America," and uh-huh. people were getting recommended the cow song, and vice versa. <laughs> like when they were uh, uh, listening to those tracks, I mean, I'm sure not everybody is getting the, that recommendation. Like it's most likely like a needle drop fan that is more likely to get that recommendation than anybody. Sure. But it's still funny that people get that recommendation. Yeah.
3: Well, it's like yeah. I used to so, do it on Last <laughs> FM. Like I would make mix CDs for people. Like in private torn communities and like mail them to people. And then you see like these artists that barely anyone listens to. And all of the artists are like related. They're like all from the mix CD you made for that person.
1: That's funny. <laughs>
3: Just like, cause it started logging it from the same person, like clumping it together in like the musical taste compatibility meter that they used to have back in the day. Mm, mm. I don't know. Just weird, weird timing shit. You know, but
1: despite all this, um, Despite all this, it is really hard to kind of, I guess, um, uh, uh, it, it is hard to tell what exactly the sources of some of these weird phenomenons that happen every once in a while, especially on the YouTube platform, where all of a sudden, like everybody's really fucking into Fishman's or everybody's really fucking into that one band or getting recommended that one band out the ass. That sounds like Mac DeMarco or whatever. Like, it seems like every once in a while, there's like a very weird old or even new music obscurity that is just getting like ass blasted by the algorithm and I I don't know exactly why or what drives it, but it's it's an industry plant, It's an industry really plant. <laughs> <industry> plan. Wow.
3: <laughs> they're getting F-
1: Fishman's were an industry plant this whole time. They Someone's were, paying for that. They were really, wow. really, really
0: playing this for a while. It was kinda like yeah. they pitched the whole it's the like you get game. more famous way later on. They're like, All yeah. right, we'll do it. Sounds yeah, good. all those
2: uh, <laughs> Japanese psych jazz albums from the 70s, uh, it's all industry plant stuff. They're like, when the internet comes out, the shakes could be so popular.
3: Condé Nast is like, you better fucking push these videos. That's how <laughs> uh, Hosano got the Shoplifters soundtrack.
0: Coriato was just mm. like, hey, I saw on a bunch of memes recently, people were making a bunch of Hosano house jokes. I think uh, <laughs> she get you on the soundtrack of this. That's, what That's how you do it. Yeah. The famous story. No, but it's definitely what, I think it's it's interesting because it's like there's also like there's all these like very weird like little communities that form around like any sort of like music review page or like even like music meme pages and stuff like that where those people end up kind of dictating what a lot of the people that follow it like listen to. Like it's it's kind of like this tastemaker thing almost. It's it's odd. And it, it definitely has these like pockets of like you know, these couple of artists kind of strung together. But I think like especially kind of is like the needle drop is just kind of exploded. It's there's there's definitely got to be some sort of connection. I just looked up Corey Feldman on Spotify, and the the related artists right now are Daughters and Farah Abraham. <laughs> <Dude>.
2: <laughs> Let's go. Yes, the exactly. algorithm is
3: is always right. Dude, yeah, it's it's, it's, sure. re- it's
1: really it's really funny um, that that album has, um gotten so much attention uh, amongst my community because I put it in the very final spot of my 2010s album list. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, yeah, I know that putting this at the bottom and I do genuinely feel like it's a very interesting record, but I knew, I knew placing it there. uh, I knew placing it in the 200 spot, would fuck with people more than if it were in like the 199 spot, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, right. I, I, f- I feel like the 200 spot is such like a, um, an, an, unless you're doing something like that with it, it's kind of a misnomer. You know what I mean? Like who, who really gives a fuck about what is the 188th spot in your list? You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like if, 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 if that album, if that album placed at 175, like who would even notice it? But because it's right. sitting at 200, it's like, what does that even mean? Does it mean it's the worst of the best? Right. You have to ask
3: yourself like who else on that list was in the Goonies? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's
1: also the thing. People are like, how is this album on this list? And like, I don't know this other album I'm thinking of wasn't on the list. I need to see what the hell this is. Like, how is this? Yeah. It made some me, sort
2: of cutoff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so th- let's, so this is, this is the definition of the cutoff. Every album that didn't make this list wasn't as good as this one. Let me listen right. to it.
3: You're <laughs> kind of like, you're like, uh, Corey Feldman's Quentin Tarantino, and he's like John Travolta. Like, you've like resurged his career in a way. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And he does not fucking appreciate it. I'm at sorry. all. You know, at all. For
3: a he's, a, he's a
1: fucking, he's a fucking asshole. It's a fucking <laughs> asshole. He doesn't appreciate it at all. He's you know who else doesn't
2: appreciate your feedback? Is Uncle Adams.
1: That's Uncle true. Adams and, and me have mostly buried the hatchet. I I I ultimately I feel kind of bad for Uncle Adam. I feel I feel bad for old Unc. Um yeah, m- mostly because too. he's 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 really been taken. He's been taken by the industry. You know, he was he was led to believe that if he blew all of this money on his career and, you know, essentially like a, uh, a vanilla version of Paola, that his music would be out there and everybody would be listening to it. And, and he was, he was led astray and, you know, he was taken advantage of uh, like a lot of people are in the music industry. I just Mm -hmm. feel like it's easier to laugh at him because his music is like not the best, Um, (laughs) but you know, if if, if, if it was an artist whose music you cared about, you, you'd feel bad for him. Right, um, sure, of course, but you know, uh, the, but it it doesn't matter to me that his music is not my favorite. You know, I, I do genuinely feel bad for him. Whereas Corey Feldman has had all the means and opportunity in the world, and all the time as well, to make a record that does not sound as shitty as as Angelic to the Core does. He's got some uh, other yeah, problems
3: I, going on, though. <laughs> you know, he does certainly. I, he's I do got not some doubt issues. That. <laughs> I don't doubt
1: that. But you know, how many of our favorite artists have issues?
3: That's true. And, Very and true. Still, and and I mean, they still come out with good stuff. One.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Exactly.
3: That's, that's very true. <laughs> I,
0: I did hear though. Uncle Adams is working on a follow up right now. He just heard the Gex album and he's doing a deconstructed trance thing now. So that's something. Uncle to look forward Adams
1: to. featuring on a Gex fucking track. I would die. I would.
2: They would, would die. They would be the band that would sample him though.
1: They honestly would be not even just sample him have sure. him on the track. Yeah. Spit, yeah, spit yeah, a hot 16.
3: Why not? He's a, he's available. <laughs>
1: But still, um, back to Corey Feldman, and I've said this before publicly, and I will say it again. He has banned me from all of his shows. (laughs) I cannot see Corey Feldman live. (laughs) What if you were in
3: a disguise or something?
1: You know, I, I don't, I don't know, man. He seems like like
3: a golf hat on you. dude. He seems
1: just crazy enough to Uh, at at every performance. Not that there are a lot of performances going on right now anyway, but still, uh, what about live streams? What if he
3: did a live concert? If there,
1: if there is a performance I would risk COVID for, it probably is a Corey Feldman performance, right? right. I I think he is crazy enough to like, give my picture to like, you know, every venue he goes to this guy not coming in. You know, I mean, you
2: might like, be able to get away with it if you disguise yourself as Nardwar, possibly, possibly, or like you know.
3: You think there are people that dress like you that go to Corey Feldman shows and they get denied because they think it's you,
1: <laughs> dude? I don't know about that, but if you if you see live footage of his shit, like it is filled with people who look like they watch my shit. Like, there are saying, people right. who go to his shows because they're, they're they are my fans. They're you, my right. people they are somewhere.
3: You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: they're they're buying his tickets and he doesn't care. He doesn't want to pay it forward. He doesn't want and and look, I'm not asking for much. Just take me backstage a little bit. You know just what I mean? A li- just a little bit of prim and pamper. Introduce me to a couple of the angels, you know, and just let let let, let me Dude, graze insane,
3: the angels. I forgot, right? That's so fucking exactly.
1: Crazy. Let me introduce me to a couple of the angels. Let me graze the, the you know some of the rider food, and right. I'll I'll be out of there. You know, I'll be out of your hair. I just want to chill with the Feldman for a Wait, few did, minutes.
3: Did Narvar ever do a Corey Feldman? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't
1: think
0: so. That so needs so to
3: happen. happen. I need to see that. It
1: kind of does need to happen, but what I don't wonder how think Corey would is doing
0: right
3: now. Can't Dude, well, no one's coming to Canada, so... Yeah. Nardwar's probably all right. He had a stroke a couple years ago. Yeah, I, uh, I do see a
2: link that says Nardwar versus Corey Feldman, oh, April God. 30th, 2000. What? Wow. That's, oh, well, that's too that's Old ass interview. Old ass. Damn. Who are you?
0: Who am I? A very complex, diverse, strange kind of cat.
1: You are Corey Feldman. That's correct. Finally, I'll say in an attempt to connect with Corey, I did. um, (laughs) We will be emailing him this episode, by the way. Please do. Please. He's a subscriber. Please. Please. (laughs) He's he's rated
3: the episode. I'm
1: trying to get get this message out. Um, I did hit up his cameo and I did pay hundreds of dollars for him to do a cameo for me. And all I got was, you know, a message back saying Mr. Feldman does not like does not want to address this individual. <laughs> oh and, my god! And that was it. And that was. Did Anthony-
3: you get your money
1: back? I if, got, I got,
0: I yeah, got the money charge back. You. Yeah. Okay. If, charge if you, you want until to you
3: Venmo me, I'll send the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure it's like three hundred dollars. It, 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 it needs to but. say
1: Anthony though, and, and well, it, oh, it I'll was. it say it, Anthony. I'll try well, it. it was. It was a very detailed like message. It was like. Hey, Anthony, no hard feelings over the review. Let's bury the hatchet. You're a good guy. <laughs> you're writing his own like forgiveness message to him. Essentially, yes.
3: You need to like get to him somehow and troll him and pretend that you're an Anthony Fantano hater and hype him up about <laughs> saying mm. some shit and then use it as a promo for the needle drop.
1: <laughs> Maybe he would be more interested in a negative message. Maybe that's true. But still, you know, look, I, I, I know I was writing his own, you know, apo- apology essentially. But uh, you know, is, isn't that the type of thing that you would want to say to somebody for five hundred bucks? Isn't that the I type would of say, thing you'd want to say? I to think that's, that's the
0: listen, real reason. Yeah. That's the ultimate reason Cameo exists is so you can get celebs to apologize to you. Listen, <laughs>
2: celebrities people have said the most in, insane shit on that app. Like that's that, true. You know what? I will say that shows a very principled man. If he's not even willing to take your money to say that
3: he has his limits, you know? Yeah. yeah. I can respect that. I mean, I mean,
1: look, I, I, I'm not, I'm under no assumption that Corey needs the money. Like he is right. the greatest musician of all time. He has <laughs> right. all the angels living in the house with him. I don't know if you guys have That's seen, true. but uh th- there's a documentary out there called celebrity wife swap. And, oh. um, Uh, There's an episode with Corey Feldman and I I forget his name. I think it's Tommy Davis. Yeah. He was one of the dudes from uh, in living color, um, Uh one of the players on a living color and a comedian, you know, very funny guy. But um, I, I guess, uh, you know, they switched wives. But the thing is, is that Tommy Davidson has essentially one wife, whereas Corey Feldman kind of has like five or six or seven at any given time because he he lives with all the angels and they're kind of his we are <laughs> all considered little, his legal wives. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's like what,
3: an of age R. Kelly situation.
1: <laughs> it, it's it it is it does reek a little bit of R Kelly, but I I think uh, but they're for Corey,
3: they're yeah.
1: it, for Corey I th- I, there, there might even be like a, a religious component to it I'm not right. entirely like sure cool. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. really know but wasn't uh, he
3: on a ep- wasn't he on a season of like the surreal life also like that show that mismatched like it was like the real world for like B list celebrities
1: hmm. potentially I I can't remember
3: I feel like he was on the surreal life I got to hmm. look it up.
0: Yeah, it looks like it. I, just I will Googled say it's it. a little bit offensive to call Corey Feldman a, a B-list celebrity. Um, unless B stands for I'm best. B stands for best. I'm just worried because I think he's going to listen to this. He's going to hear it back. I learned that in Roger Corman
3: and, film school.
0: <laughs> yeah. and see Him and Anthony, they already have an established relationship. They know what it's like, but we're still kind of fresh for Corey, so I don't want us to be
3: good.
0: Right. Okay, I'm
1: him on the podcast. All right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> speaking of somebody who's on Corey's bad side, you don't want to get on his bad side. Doesn't seem like a good place to be at. It doesn't. I mean, honestly, my, my, my asshole is tight as fuck whenever I enter the Hollywood Hills, the Hollywood area, because I I know he's out there. He or somebody who he knows might see me. And I mean, you know, it could be like a bull seeing red in that moment. Time, Who, who who knows?
3: Just wear the yellow flannel that day.
1: Well, I mean, he wouldn't recognize me because I didn't wear the yellow flannel in the video.
3: Uh, I was just—I was, just,
1: was just wearing an undershirt in the video, so if I was walking around with just like a, a white wife beater, maybe that's why uh, he thought it was
3: aggressive. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe. Cause Cause like, this is, shirt off. He's
3: coming to for me.
1: Mm. It could have also, had, you know, had something to do with the title saying like the worst album of the year ever. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it probably was the shirt. I'm saying. It was yeah. a
2: typo. You meant to say best. I'm not really sure why <laughs> made it's so that. He understand made the
3: year end list. I, mean, I don't I know, know who the fuck he's that's, mad about.
1: That's true. He made the 2010s list. And it was a very mm-hmm. short list of albums. You know, I mean, it's, it's not like it was a list of the 100 worst albums of the decade. You know, like, it was a very. Mm-hmm.
3: How many lists did he really make? Like he's got to be fucking hype that you put him on the list. You know exactly. I think
1: I'm, I'm probably the only list he made. I don't know how many list he, uh, lists he. He was made. number
3: one on Pitchfork that year, believe it or not. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> to point out <laughs> best music.
3: That was a Ryan Schreiber call. So. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> I we'll know. forget you about know,
1: that's, that. That's one of that's one of the uh, well. Honestly, I think that's a. Uh, I think that's um you know what one of the things to be honest uh with with ryan not being there anymore and having not been there for a long time i think if he was there we would have actually seen a generous amount of Corey coverage but that's yeah. an oversight the uh site made because his uh his guidance is just not there anymore that's true
0: it's it's honestly a, a damn shame if if you'll excuse my fringe there i think uh if if Corey kind of got a little bit you know, he he kind of got the short end of the stick because if if Ryan was still there, and I saw like these these documents on Ryan's computer when we were hanging out at the the local bar uh, pre COVID, um, we have a couple of those in New York <laughs> when when you had and, your laptops out at the bar. Yeah, he he urban was, you know, laptop-ing is what we, I laptoping. We he was fucking around in Google Docs. We like to get together and just like fuck around in Google Docs together. And he was like, "Hey, check this out." he showed me all these articles about Corey Feldman that he was planning on publishing. And he's like, if only, you know, I was still on the site <laughs> and he's like, well,
3: used that monkey drinking <laughs> its own piss for that other video. review. <laughs> I could have used it this time.
1: And independent mid two thousands pitchfork would have done at least several articles on Corey Feldman. But now yeah. Condonass sees Corey and it's like, that's just a hot potato. Not mm-hmm. gonna the thing about that. Corey
3: Feldman is his, uh, his music career bloomed too early in his life. You mm. know, he's ahead of his time.
1: Mm.
3: He should have waited, no, true. you know, 20 years. It's true. Then he would have really been able to market to the kids. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Have you guys seen some of his old like uh, uh, talk show performances and appearances where he's like trying to push his music?
3: He's dancing he dances know. like One crazy. Sh- yeah, he just basically does been... like he
1: does Michael Jackson dances. He's a, Michael, a Jackson Jackson yeah. Dancer, yeah. It, Michael Jackson dancer, yeah. Michael Jackson dances. It must
2: have been for promoting the that album, what's it, Angelic to the Core or whatever it's called? Mm. did he do press for that one or yeah he
1: did press for that one too but like much 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 later uh uh, yeah that's that's how that's that's how a lot of the talk of the record took off because he um had he sort of bombed on a on on good morning america right
3: it was like a michael he was dressed like michael jackson and like danced like him it was pretty insane mm.
1: and then he uh and then they had him back on for like a redemption which was almost like just as bad but uh,
3: <laughs> it's just like w- let us tell you how bad it was the first time and give you a second chance to do the exact same thing. <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: Exactly. You
3: know.
2: Well, Corey, yeah. if you're listening, you did a really good job and we're very proud of you. Please <laughs> come on. We're burying the hatch here. <laughs> we're, we're preemptively burying the hatchet.
1: Yeah, let's just like end end the beef. I mean, I, I do feel very fortunate that my 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 career has put me in such an odd proximity to people who I never would have thought possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, as a kid, I didn't, you know, watch stand by me imagining like that, that kid in that movie, I'm going to have a beef on the internet with that, with that <laughs> kid. You need
3: to befriend Sean Astin and he can fucking mend the bridge, you know,
1: potentially, potentially
3: saved by hobbits, you know,
0: <laughs> Anthony, I have a question for you. Um, how is how has the smoothie game been since uh, quarantine's been hidden? What's been going in the smoothie <laughs> recently?
1: Smoothie game has been pretty decent. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna admit, mm-hmm. uh, uh, th- there has been a slight change to the smoothie regimen. Yeah, because we did a um, uh, my wife and I. You know, she, she she she's she's an adventurous person. You know, this is something mm-hmm. I would never do on my own, but she she got that daily harvest shit Oh, where they send you like the smoothies in the mail. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's in the cup already Yeah, and it's got, and it's got dry ice in there and it's all frozen. And I mean, I still make my own smoothies, but every once in a while it's like, I'm looking at the cup and it's like, huh? Like banana, kale, cacao, peppermint, sure you know it's like let's let's do that and it's like well it's really fucking good and i mean it's rare that i actually make a smoothie out of that cup where i'm not like adding five other things to it myself on top of it but Mm -hmm. um but still you know I've i've been doing some of the daily harvest smoothies although recently they sent a box And it was, like, a few days too late, and the dry ice had already melted, and all the food in the box was (laughs) rotten.
2: No. (laughs)
1: Yes. But by the time... uh, But because I guess they track all the packages, by the time my wife went to go check her email, they had already refunded it. Because they're like, oh, wait, the sent here and got there here. And that's, like, too many days passed once
2: we we sent it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So... This but, will um, give
2: you mutant powers if you eat but it. But still, <laughs>
1: you know, I, I, I did a, a daily harvest. Thing. I'm, I'm doing a couple of the daily harvest things, and, and they're not bad. They're not bad. But I mean, when I'm making one myself, um, one that I've been doing recently as far as like a veggie one is bananas, blueberries, red cabbage, some beets. This motherfucker comes out purple. This is a purple motherfucker. Some (laughs) beets in there. To
3: anything, it's purple.
1: I know beets, Um, uh, some cherries, and yeah, I'll throw some spinach in there too, or some kale. But I mean, Mm -hmm. that barely changes the tone of it. It's just a purple motherfucker, and um, uh, some flax seeds, some walnuts. Oh, some. Oh, one of my favorite things to add recently to all of them. I added to everything now every fucking smoothie I do. Um, I like my smoothies thick. I like to bite into them like they're a fat ass for sure. Um, (laughs) I I don't like a thin watery smoothie. It it just, it just tastes and feels like drinking like watered down fruit water. Like I, I hate that. I hate that. Mm -hmm. Give me, I want a fucking, I want a smoothie. I can chew. Um, (laughs) I I like, I like throwing oats in there, just throwing some oats in there. Um, And that just makes every fucking smoothie thick as fuck. Mm, Um, I agree. And uh, and and it stays with you longer too. When you throw some oats in there, um, it's it's like it, they're in there. They get mixed up, and then you drink it, and it expands in in your <laughs> stomach after you drink it. <laughs> so it's like it's it's there for a while. Yeah, you take it out. It's
2: not leaving. It. It's, it's like a food. full day investment. You kind of have to strap yourself down.
1: Yeah, you're it, like if if you have if you have if you fill like a mason jar with that shit, you're not even thinking about food until one o'clock.
3: Right,
0: like it's like done.
3: the uh, the ch- chipotle burrito of beverages. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Makes sense. I honestly, exactly. I put
0: kale in my smoothie for the first time when I was in college, like way back when, because of that video where you made the smoothie and you told people that if they don't like kale, <laughs> they need to grow up. And I was like, all <laughs> right, fuck it. yeah, Jacob's I'm putting like, some well, kale. I you're you're like I'm a big I'm doing it. <laughs> And I still say wow. that when people are like, I don't like kale. I'm like, Oh, you don't like kale makes your mouth feel all funny. It's just like, it's still like, it's just like blown into my brain at this point. Wow. The, well, my, in, to- my
1: impact, my influence. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it never has hey, That's that's, went, that's, that's, that's that's the come up that
2: nobody talks about. Was
1: anybody <laughs> yeah. talking about kale before that video? Absolutely no.
2: not. No. Yeah, absolutely
1: you, not.
2: It was you introduced an decorative. entire generation of tiny beanie wearing motherfuckers to eating kale, and that's your impact. And do I get a shout
1: out or any appreciation or like you know? Hey, big like kale. Fr- where's free, the where's the free promotion? kale for where's the free right. kale for life? Where's yeah. the free kale for life? Nowhere. I know. It's
0: nowhere. That's, Classic Damn. big kale, too. I'll say it. I, I'm not afraid big to. Kale. I know that they, they're sponsoring the podcast, but you just I, gotta I, I don't, don't fucking kale care. Salad,
3: you know, you act kale salad until they yeah. send you a bunch of kale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'll fucking do it. You know, I've tried it. It works. And I only have, you know, whatever. My following is whatever. But mm. they send me some fucking kale.
1: But yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing with the smoothies recently. You know, the work, working in some more beets and some more oats into the, the, us- the usual suspects.
3: It's a good way to go. Keep them thick. I worked at a vegan restaurant for a while and um, I was like the juice, like salad station guy.
1: Juice master, juice king.
3: I like, I love beets in stuff, but using like once you juice the beets, you have to like clean everything. It looks like blood on every drink you make.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Even even just cutting them, if it gets all over your hands, you're just like, you're. And then the next drink
3: is like a green drink or something. And you're like, man, I really have to like spend 20 minutes cleaning this juicer because their shit's going to come out pink and they're going to be fucking pissed. Hmm.
0: It's the turmeric of root vegetables, is what it's been Mm -hmm. called. Kind of, (laughs) yeah. Stains everything. All
2: right. Uh, This episode of the Food Network podcast is sponsored by Kale. Um, Corey thank Feldman. you for... Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. <laughs> Corey Feldman actually is our second guest. He's coming on shortly. Um,
3: right. That's the it's a it's a pranked reuniting situation. This is a yeah. We didn't show. tell
1: him that you're here. Yeah, before you have him on, make sure you uh, introduce me <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. so everyone knows who you're talking to.
0: We'll send the Discord link right now.
3: <laughs> so we have Anthony Fantano on the show the um, today. I think we're um, ready to start recording, guys. Yeah, I think we um, should go ahead and hit record. Are we record. good to start? Or,
1: <laughs> Anthony, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. No problem. No problem. It was a fun time.
2: All right. Bye. Ascension.